Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast, formerly known as the Game Artist Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the CEO of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing creatives and artists working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, I am super excited to share with you another substance or algorithmic episode. Man, I am a huge fan of this company, and I tell everybody if I was starting over again today, I would become a substance painter or substance designer evangelist, much like I was a ZBrush evangelist back in the day. Today, Algorithmic is one of the most important companies in our industry, changing the entire pipeline. So the episode I have to share with you today is with Jeffrey Rosen, who actually works at Algorithmic today. But before he worked at Algorithmic, he was on Dishonored 2, right? With that amazing, just amazing artwork. And he's going to walk us through that. Make sure you head over to GameArtInstitute.com and you go to the blog so you can see the episode because he has a actual demonstration inside a substance designer for show you how to create something from scratch that program just blows me away and remember depending on when you're watching this sign up for the boot camp enrollment is ending soon for our boot camp and i want to make sure that we get you in there to get you train you really for the career of your life that's our focus that's our goal so without further ado here's jeffrey all right hey there guys ryan kingsline here and I have Joffrey Rez- Rosens uh, with me, and we are going to talk. Hopefully, we're going to talk some uh, substance. I think you recently moved over there, right? Yeah, yeah to Algorithmic, uh, we have uh, three studios, uh, yeah. more. But uh, the three principal studios are in France, in Paris, Clermont-Ferrand, and Lyon. And I moved to V1 to Lyon. Awesome. And then I hope, I mean, and then we're just going to see here and we're going to look at this beautiful work you did on Dishonored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know the session page, but uh, on this page, I have only my, my work, uh, the work I did at Arcane, but I have all the work as I did before Arcane, and uh, it's possible to show it too, you know? It's yeah. more about school projects. That's great. That's great. So I'm really excited to have you here because you've gone through kind of a similar journey that I went through a while back where, you know, you're working and then you go into, um, you go into software. Yeah, it's, <laughs> in fact, it wasn't planned at all. Uh, at first I was just planning to move out of France. Yeah. Moving out of uh, Arcane. And uh, I asked first uh, to Machine Games and then uh, Massive and the other studios, you know, mm-hmm. in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, well, what about Algorithmic, who was doing the, the software I was using for my texture? And, uh, well, they, they were interested. And uh, why not? Why not change uh, for career? You know? mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. So what do you see as the difference between um, what you did in production and, and what you do now for a company like Algorithmic? Very, very, very different. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's not. Uh, I'm not working for video games anymore. Uh, I mean, I'm working on, on software, as you yeah. said. Yeah. Uh, when you work on video games, uh, it's more about working with friends. But I guess uh, the um, the teammate I'm working with uh, at Algorithmic 
since I'm a fresh recruit, I do not them. I do not know them uh, very well for yeah. now. So yeah. more colleagues. Yeah. But uh, you do not feel uh, stressed like for uh, video game production. You know, you you have deadlines, but uh, you you can fail. In fact, you know, you can test a feature. Yeah. You can try to develop your ideas, but it's okay to fail. In the video games, if you fail, well, you your asset will just look like shit on screens, <laughs> and uh, people will notice it. So it's it's harder, you know. Yeah, failure is not an option. <laughs> so tell me, uh, Jeffrey, how did you get into into games? Like, uh, did you go to school for this? Do you self teach? Uh, yeah. It's a very 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 long story. Yeah. Uh, because uh, you want the you want the short or the long story. I I always love long stories. Okay. Uh, well, at first, the, my first contact with um, computer graphics yeah. was at uh, 13 years. I was playing with my father at uh, Medal of Honor Alia Dasso, mm -hmm. and uh, one day he my father. Uh, took a custom level from a website called uh, Le Site d'Excel 68, and it was uh, like a, a huge database at the time, you know, for custom uh, level. And I, I was very fascinated because we were playing um, a World War II game, but we were playing on a Saturday Night Fever uh, level, you know, something totally uh, out of the main concept. And uh, I thought, uh, why, why not me? What about trying to to do my own levels? Mm -hmm. And uh, I get uh, Medal of Honor um, Radiant, so the level editor at that time. I tried to make my first levels. Uh, it was very very bad. And then uh, Half Life Two uh, got released in. Um, November to 2004, yeah. and then I moved. I moved to Visource Engine because, uh, well, the engine was uh, easier to, to manage, to work with, and uh, I, I knew some friends uh, who were also working on uh, Source Engine, and then I continued to do some levels. I have some of them uh, on my uh, folder here. It's very, very old things. I, I'm not showing them on my portfolio, but uh, this is an example of a level I was doing at that time. It, it, it really looks like a 5-2, you know, uh, because uh, <laughs> I was young at the time and I was just copying copying yeah. uh, the Zal style, you know? Totally. And uh, after that, I got uh, recruited to work on um, uh, modification, you know, uh, maybe you know, you heard about uh, Bismuth Party, uh, this, this one. Mm, no. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very shitty because uh, <laughs> we were just uh, taking um, resource of Half-Life 2, yeah. we were putting colors on yeah. and that we, we were just having fun. And what is funny is when I um, came to Arcane, I discovered that some of my colleagues played to this mod, so nice. <laughs> I was very yeah. I also worked on uh, Get a Life. Uh, this one, Get a Life mod. 
it was a total modification for uh, Half-Life 2. It, it was a, a whole um, solo campaign, you know? Mm -hmm. I cannot describe you totally the mod because personally I never understood what it was about, but uh, <laughs> experience too. You know, we, we had uh, zombies, we had, uh, uh, we had voice, we had voice actor for this mod. And what is funny is it was a French mod, but uh, the, the voice acting was better in English more than in France. So, <laughs> and finally, finally, I also worked on I Divine Cybermancy. And this one is quite particular because at first it was uh, supposed to be a, a modification from the team under um, Black Syndicate Ops, I guess. And uh, the thing is, the team uh, showed to Gabe Newell uh, the mod at um, what it was at that time, um, something like game convention at uh, Leipzig in Germany. So they showed the game, the, the mod, and uh, Gabe gave uh, gave us his uh, his agreement uh, to to let us work uh, with the source engine for free. So we just had to pay for um, Avoc uh, physics engine. And uh, <laughs> when I was working on this uh, modification on this mod, well, uh, I was I got frustrated because I was just doing levels, you know, level design, level building. Uh, this one is one of my levels, but I, I was frustrating because um, I wasn't able to to do my own textures. I wasn't able to do my own models, and um, at after the high school, um, it, it's a lycée in French, but uh, I guess it's high school in English. Uh, I decided to go to a, a computer graphics school in Belgium because the one uh, in France are too, way too expensive. You know, it's about uh, uh, 7K a year. And in Belgium, it was about um, 300 euros. So it was for free <laughs> compared to uh, V1 in France. <clears throat> and then uh, I got able to, to do my own uh, texture and models. Uh, after that, um, I got released when I was uh, on my second study year of computer graphics, you know? And then I got, um, I got contact uh, by Game Textures to yeah. do some stuff for them. Oh, that's no, great. Yeah, we were just talking to them the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's part of the story. And uh, after that, I uh, got able to work um, for uh, Insurgency. Mm -hmm. uh, it was New World Interactive. And what is funny is uh, I was aiming to work on uh, Insurgency when it was a mod, but I was too young. My skills weren't that good at that time, yeah. And I, I got so I, I was so happy when they contacted me to ask me, "Hey, do, do you want to do some models with us, some some textures?" And I was so happy because it was like a revenge on, uh, you know, when I was younger. So <laughs> I, I accepted it directly. And what is funny is um, one week after uh, start Insurgency Two, uh, I got uh, an answer from Arcane. Uh, I got the artist. Uh, I think I'm showing the artist right 
here. Yep. Yeah, uh, I get the artist, uh, mm -hmm. which was with a photo, black and white. Oh, wow. And, uh, yes, uh, on this size, you know, it was a very small photo, black mm -hmm. and white. Mm -hmm. And I was asked to do it, uh, mm -hmm. you know, dishonored way. So I gave us, uh, I, I gave them uh, this, this art and uh, it was good enough. So <laughs> I knew that I was starting uh, Arcane um, right after Insurgency. So uh, I worked for Insurgency two months only. Mm -hmm. And then when I was at Arcane, uh, uh, be able to work on the Prey, Dishonored 2, Waffelstein, yeah. and another project which isn't uh, announced yet. Yeah. And uh, no, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a teleorhythmic. That's awesome. There we are. <laughs> the, and there we are. That's a great long story. So Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is awesome. You know, one of the things that I took out of that was how, um, you know, how focused you have been on this for so long. Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, a very long spring, uh, sprint, but uh, it's like a first love, you know, mm -hmm. you find your own interest in, inside it. Yeah. But my my main interest in these things is it's more about architecture, you know. Okay. Because um, well, to to become an architect, it's quite hard, you know. You have to be good in mathematics and a lot of uh -huh. other stuff, and you're not able to to build your your building, you know. Uh, you, you start with uh, small projects, and yeah. uh, if you are lucky, they got uh, released. Um, they got um, in real, right. but in, the, in video games, uh, you just do what you want. Uh, you have uh, totally uh, artistic uh, freedom. Uh, there is no problem with that. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, my wife is an architect, and that is a very difficult field. So ah, <laughs> she is frustrated too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, game game arts pays a lot more. Oddly, hmm. but yeah. So um, having said that, with that story in mind, what do you think is important for people who are looking at this as a career? They want to do this. Maybe they haven't done the modding background that you have. They haven't put all the time that you've put into it. What do you, um, what do you, what can you say to people that are looking at this now and they're like, crap, I mean, he's been at this and he's doing this. And I, I mean, you're at, you're at a very, you're at, you're not, you're at a very high level. In, in the environment. Right. So, you know, all of that work got you there. But what do you say to people who are looking to just kind of score that that first job? Honestly, uh, I would say just fucking hard because I'm teaching in uh, various schools in Belgium, uh, Sweden, um, Sweden um, Swiss, uh, it's um, Switzerland mm -hmm. and France. Yeah. Uh, I work with young people yeah. uh, who never worked in computer graphics. It, it, it's very hard. It's very hard because they know the techniques. You know, you have yeah. a good technician in front of you, but uh, it's more about uh, good taste. You know, mm -hmm. because at first uh, maybe uh, people are not enough confident in their ideas. 
right. and they just trying to to recreate what they enjoyed. Uh, don't know in Overwatch, uh, Blizzard style, you know, because it's very common. Or maybe the textures they saw in the tutorial on the 80 levels. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's totally normal. It, it's totally normal to to try to recreate uh, what you are seeing and what you are enjoying. And this is something I start with. You know, as I said, the first levels uh, I did uh, on Source Engine were very, very inspired from uh, Half-Life 2. You know, I was just um, copying uh, lighting settings. I was just copying uh, um, the, the way decals were used in the, the levels. Mm -hmm. And when you copy, when you are copying um, the things you are seeing, you are also um, understanding them. You know, yeah. it really helps. And I know that we tend to to say to young people to um, to do their own art, you know, avoiding uh, copying uh, their little comrades. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's okay. I think it's okay to to assume that uh, you try to recreate something, but after when you when you understand it, I think it's better to. Um, to do your own interpretation, your own right. version. Right. And uh, I don't know, maybe also find a speciality, you know, because uh, personally, I really hate uh, organic stuff. You know? <laughs> My portfolio, I do not have any foliage or trees or flowers <laughs> because I, I just fucking hate these things. Like, I just do not understand uh, all those chaotic things works. But yeah. concrete, uh, plasters, uh, bricks, uh, it's perfect. It, it's okay for me. You know, it's very, uh, very regular, uh, straight lines. It's, it's very nice for me. That's, so yeah. just find your your styles. That's awesome. That's great. And so, I, so what I what I think I heard there was. Um, copying might be a bad word, which I think Jan was saying copying is a bad word. Um, it might be a bad word, but it's absolutely a tool to grow so that you then get the understanding to expand. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, totally agree with that. I, I think it's part of the process. Yeah. And one of the things that I was really excited about, sorry to interrupt. Um, one of the things I was really excited um, when I was looking at this is, you know, you're, you have this focus on storytelling and you can see it like oh, yeah. your art test, right? Like, you know, you pulled a, a, an entire environment out of a tiny photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but, talk to me about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's normal because, uh, as I said, uh, I did a lot of modding. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't uh, working on uh, modelization or texturing skills because at that time I wasn't able to, to do that. I was my work was more about uh, level design, yeah. level building, composition, lighting, and uh, I had some ideas, you know, by the past, and I was just uh, trying to to use them on the on this artist yeah and then you have also uh, as i said these uh, composition skills mm -hmm. uh, 
and this is why if you look at the windows uh, the lighting uh, the uh, the shape of the windows is draw is uh, is getting drawn in um, on the floor mm -hmm. it was just to occupy the, the space because uh, without uh, these things it was too too empty you know mm -hmm. uh, same thing for the god rays it was it was more about uh, uh, you know um, occupying the, the space the yeah. ambient yeah and uh, same things for the table on the on the chair you know uh, well it's maybe it's sexy on the photo to have just a table on a this lighting but uh, on the wall scene uh, i think it isn't that efficient so i just thought about uh, well it's uh, a forgotten classroom on the all people's uh toyed with those tables you know the, the guys who visit the building uh, or maybe the latest person who went there what, what they tried to do uh, with with these uh, tables i don't know so I have some tables uh, which still in place, mm -hmm. like uh, it was the ancient uh, setup of the classroom. And then we have uh, some tables, you know, just uh, wrapped somewhere uh, upside down. Uh, and I thought it was nice to, to do that. Yeah, that is awesome. So what if somebody's um, looking to build this, what are some of the characters or the, the elements, let's say it that way, what are some of the elements of storytelling that you think are important um, for for somebody who wants to be a level designer? And then I kind of want to unpack what a level designer is. But first, what are some of the story elements that you think are really important for somebody to showcase as an aspiring artist? Mm, I think, uh, well, first, you have to sorry thing you have uh, the name is well uh, well chosen you have to think about the story the environment uh, get old by a certain way you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, by the way people lived there and uh, you have to think about every little details uh, the sorry even little details like who was this person it's, it's important, you know, because if it was uh, a grandma or if it was a young uh, young boy, yeah. uh, the way he will he was interacting with those furniture wasn't the same uh, the same way, you know. Maybe a grandma, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe maybe she's in wheelchair, you know. Or uh, and if she's in wheelchair, well, maybe the stairs are adapted to uh, her handicap. Mm -hmm. If it was uh, a young boy, maybe he, he played with, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe he, he used to play in the, in the attic or in the basement. And uh, mm -hmm. maybe you can find a little, uh, you know, uh, a little campement, uh, you know, with um, a cloth and, uh, uh, Oh, what is the, the name? Um, a flashlight, you know, mm -hmm. something like maybe he he built uh, his own uh, cabana, you know, with uh, some uh, furniture. You know, you, you just have to think about something nice and cool to to tell by the environment. Got it. And uh, well, <laughs> I don't know what I could say more for that. 
Yeah. So understand character and then understand the uses, yeah, you know, absolutely. of character in there. So that makes sense to me. People tend to just think about, uh, well, I want an hotel mansion. Yeah. An hotel mansion, what it is about, is it's about uh, old world, um, ghost, I guess, uh, uh, dust everywhere, uh, broken things. Mm -hmm. Well, but it, it, it can be something totally different. An uh, hotel house can be something totally clean, and uh, I don't know, you can, you can be original, you know? Yeah. Now that has to translate over into your work in software today over at Algorithmic, um, which is mm -hmm. all material based. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm working on the, uh, the new software mm -hmm. uh, we announced in the trailer, uh, Substance Alchemist. And currently, I'm working on uh, filters for uh, material blending and stuff like Nice. And you said substance chemist? Substance alchemist. Yeah, yeah, alchemist. It's, uh, Great. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, one of the new tools. Mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> I have to wait because we will do um, a big announce yeah. uh, in a uh, few weeks, I guess. So <laughs> I have to wait uh, if I want to say more. Oh, cool. Well, I can't wait for that. Yeah. So then um, I want to talk about materials and substance, but what I would really like to do before we do that is um, I think environment arts, it's this, it's, it's big, you know, and, um, yeah, big yeah. and the, there's level designers, uh, there's props, there's modelers, there's, uh, there's even now with, because of tools like substance designers, there's people whose job is just look dev for environments in 3D, which is pretty awesome. So um, what? how can you explain some of the different areas of, of or areas of the career of environment arts to people? Um, because the, just the word level designer is kind of a little confusing and it also changes studio to studio too, so. Yeah, it's, you're totally right. It's quite hard to, to give a very precise definition because yeah. each studio's as its own definition, you know, like in at Arcane, uh, we do not have level builder. We have level architects. Oh, okay. And we have uh, it's called environment artist, but honestly, it's more about prop artists, you know. Okay. So as I said, each studio has uh, its own way to to name uh, the jobs. Um, I guess um, the way you are evolving in each studio, it really depends of um, of your skills on the, I guess, w what you did during a production. Because at first I was environment artist at Arcane, but I was um, I was wishing to to switch to a level architect. You know, mm -hmm. I was uh, aiming to uh, to do level buildings, lightings what I was doing at first, you know, because um, depending on the studios, again, uh, at Arcane, as an environment artist, mm -hmm. we were doing only uh, furnitures, assets, and things like. We weren't touching uh, lightings, set dressings. It wasn't our jobs, you know, it was more about level architects. And sometimes you got frustrated because 
you have your own ideas, uh, right. you have uh, some expectation um, with your assets. And when you look at the final results, sometimes you you are thinking that oh, maybe maybe uh, maybe my my idea wasn't that bad. Uh, maybe at this place uh, it would be nice to have uh, what I was thinking, you know. Yep. But it's not your job, so <laughs> too bad. And maybe this is why some people are trying to move. And this is why I moved from Arcane because I got tired of just doing uh, hops. I was looking for um, more challenge, you know, yep. because I was in a very comfortable position. I was uh, doing uh, architecture, I mean buildings. I was doing textures. It was very okay for me, uh, you know, but maybe not so okay uh, for the long time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so you know, I guess and that's actually, I think um, Ollie's not in here right now, but um, one of our uh, boot camp guys is kind of experiencing difficulty working in a company right now where there's a lot of, you know, they, they're not training him on it. They're kind of a sink or swim type environment. And he, it's pretty stressful for him. Um, they're not, they're not offering him feedback per se. They're just saying, you know, this isn't good enough, you know, do this again. Mm -hmm. You know, have you had experiences like that? Do you have any advice when, when somebody's just suffering, how they can, you know, how they can work through it? It's very hard. It's very hard because again, it's all about the, the mood of the studios, you know, yeah. uh, when you are in a very big company, uh, like any studios uh, with Zenimax, mm -hmm. you think it's it is okay, you know, you're very, you're in very comfortable position, you know, and uh, they hire only people uh, they can trust. And I guess maybe in other studios, uh, maybe uh, there are more rollover, you know, they yeah. try um, to hire uh, younger people, and maybe uh, maybe they just do not trust them enough. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do not give them uh, any chance to uh, to make their proof. Right. You know? I, I guess uh, personal projects can help a lot. You know, because when you got uh, popular on ArtStation or on AT levels, mm. uh, you, you feel that uh, the way your colleagues uh, look at you change, you know, you, you feel more considered and maybe it can, it can open new doors, you know, new, new opportunity of career. Or maybe, maybe uh, at your work, we, we can propose you uh, a works, uh, according to the things you did in your personal projects, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and actually a really it, great point. It, it's very depending on the studio because, you know, uh, on, um, at Machine Games, um, from what I know, um, they, they, uh, they used uh, scans. I worked with uh, scans to make trees. But uh, from what I know, um, it wasn't convincing uh, the, the major part of the studios, you know. People were more confident by using Photoshop or mm -hmm. with ZBrush. 
yeah. more than using uh, photo scans. So, uh, but it was okay. You know, the, these kinds were good enough, and uh, we did good stuff with that. So, I guess they continue with uh, these scans. But you know, it was just a test uh, at first, and uh, the result was good. So it convinced people. People just need to be convinced. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, level designer, level architect. Uh, is it fair to say that one of the ways that we could separate this career of environment artist is there's kind of um, there's the modeling slash prop slash asset creation, and then there's mm -hmm. the side that um, does more of the assembly, the composing, and you know the lighting side of it. Is that a fair division? Uh, honestly, it's very complicated because uh, yeah. maybe maybe you can have one person uh, to to manage uh, the lighting in all levels, and right. that was what we were doing at Arcane. You know, yeah. we yeah. had uh, Damien Laurent, who was the lead level architect, and he was uh, managing the. Uh, the biggest part of the, the mood, you know, the lighting, mm -hmm. uh, and then level architects uh, were working with the, the first ideas he, he threw. I think uh, I think maybe it's adapted when you work with uh, big teams, you know, to to have uh, something to pick something um, homogeneous. Mm -hmm. You know, to avoid uh, having uh, too much differences between uh, levels. Right. I think it's normal. I think it's normal to, to split uh, each discipline. Uh. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. So thank you for that. Uh, all right, guys. So I want to get some questions from you guys in a moment. And then, uh, Jeffrey, do we um, – I think I was talking to Susan. Was there any – substance that you wanted to demo or talk about or anything that you wanted to present on that level or should we just keep the conversation going uh, uh very i have some uh, substance but i'm not well i can show you one of them uh, one of them okay so then i, I guess let's, let's let's do it in a conversational way because the questions that i have kind of um you know are so i for me, substance is a multiplier and um, of somebody's uh, skill, and, and it just makes somebody more attractive for a job. And mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like ZBrush was, you know, eight years ago. If you knew ZBrush and you could sculpt, you you pretty much had a job. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. So I tell people not to sweat ZBrush. I tell them to learn substance. Um, and I've noticed that there seems to be this transition from substance designer with people to substance painter. And Substance Painter is taking over a lot of the territory. But can you kind of just yeah. walk us through, like, what what is it that if somebody's learning this now and they want to put their, you know, and they want to put as much energy in one place, you know, should they be focusing on designer, painter, or is it really they just have to do both? <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, um, it, it depends of uh, what you want to yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to become uh, a texture artist, I think designer is—it's very interesting to learn designer. But um, I know some stat statistics, and I know that uh, we have about 80% of our user 
uh, that are using Pentor. So designer isn't that used because it's very complicated. Uh, when you have people that doesn't understand yet uh, principle and like uh, frequencies in a texture or right. composition or right. colors, it, it's already so complicated to, to understand and to manage. So when you throw them in a software that is um, complica complicated to master because you are working with uh, those abstract nodes, you know, those yeah. abstract function, it's a veritable mess. And uh, I, I think Substance Designer is one of the hardest uh, software to uh, to teach. So personally, I would say that it's fine to start first with uh, Photoshop, okay. then some um, to, to, to view, to review some techniques with ZBrush, because it's very important to, you know, to understand, to, to get that uh, sculpting feelings with the material, you mm -hmm. know, when you when you are trying to um, to put some damages to brick wall, when you are trying to to sculpt those um, those barks on yeah. the trees, it's very important to feel the material under your um, your pen. And with designer, it's a totally different. You know, you are just working with frequencies, and what is interesting is with Substance Designer, uh, new problematics appears, you know, like I did this uh, wooden wall, I'm trying to hide the sonnets, the windows. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did uh, this uh, wooden wall, you know, this uh, painted uh, wooden wall, but one of the problematics I, uh, I never had first was how to create my, uh, my wooden planks and how to do these, um, this beam in the center. Mm -hmm. It isn't a, uh, a problem you have to think about when you are when you are working with ZBrush or Maya. In Substance Designer, it's totally different. You know, you have those, problem, those problems more. So yes, it's, it's very complicated. And at first, when I was working with Substance Designer, I was uh, do I was working with scripts. I have a texture uh, <laughs> I made way, and it's part of the teaching I did. Uh, I guess it's Stonewall. Yeah, we we do first a ZBrush model, and then we import it in Substance, and we see how to improve the, the Stonewall. You know, I, I think it's important first to, uh, as I said, to, to feel the, the contact with the material. Mm -hmm. And there we are. So this is the substance. So uh, this one is uh, sorry. Uh, sorry for that. No, no, this is great. Okay, so this is a funnel texture. Yes. And first, we work with this thing from ZBrush. Ah, so okay. So I teach them to uh, to do these things. In the brush and yeah. only the brush, yeah. and then we import it in substance, and then we add the joints, we add uh, some some pebbles mm -hmm. inside, yeah. uh, some um, some material, uh, some material in the in the wall, and they understand uh, first the, the usage, the utility of designer in their workflow. You know, huh? That's interesting. So let me unpack that for just a second. So, in art, in yes. 
in substance, are you recreating this or are you pulling a normal map or a displacement map or something out of ZBrush? I'm pulling an uh, a yes. map yeah. and an ID map, just okay. uh, this texture. Yeah, yeah, because the normal map, you do not really need it, you know, because from the eight map, you can do directly uh, the normal map. Totally. I okay. think it's better to, to start with uh, the fewer inputs as possible. Okay, so an ID map, which is basically each brick is a separate subtool or, oh, yeah. or something, so that makes life yeah, easier. Yeah, uh, I can show you the, uh, the uh, zip tool. Yeah, yeah see, it's just about, uh, you know, um, polytents by polygroups. Got it. Nothing more. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, because the usage of ZBrush I, I'm having is very, very, very simple. Great. Yeah, sorry, I'm on my laptop, so <laughs> maybe it's a bit long. No, this is fine. This is perfect. Okay, great. And it's moving quite uh, fast, actually. My Microsoft Surface is a little bit slower than this. Oops. Uh, Stonewall, ZBrush, and then we are. I love yeah. this exercise. This is a really great idea to, to help people understand yeah, you know, how valuable it is. It's very simple and very efficient, you know. <clears throat> and by height map, yeah. are you doing an alpha grab or is there a displacement or how are you getting the height map? Alpha grab. In oh, fact, sweet. I'm just tweaking the document size, you know, to get something uh, tidable, yeah. uh, like the final uh, uh, resolution of the texture. So mm -hmm. 2K by 2K. I crop the document. Yeah. And then up, some de zoom. I'm just dropping again my subtool. Yeah. This way. It's okay. And then I have a little plane uh, that is hidden here. No, it's just uh, it's just a, a plane. Okay. And I'm framing the whole work on this plane, so I get directly uh, the the right position of my uh, my stones. Oh, sweet. Okay, so it's tileable within that plane, which yeah, is the subtool. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm I working with you know the uh, in the deformation tab. Uh -huh. You have uh, the offset tools, which is very useful for for these things. You know. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's 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 very simple. You know, as I said. That's great. The only the only things important is to to get uh, to keep the right uh, polygroups on your bricks, you know, to avoid um, this match when you import the uh, color ID. Right, got it. All right. So, and then if you don't mind, just show people where you get the alpha grab because that's one of those things where it's like it's <laughs> ancient part of ZBrush. It's so easy for them to forget, but it's right in the alpha palette. Yeah, it's just in the alpha palette you have something called GrabDoc. Yeah, great, thank you. And then you've got your, uh, your right map. Uh, I noticed something. Yeah, um, I thought at first that maybe using, you know, uh, a flat color to mm -hmm. get my ID. Yeah. If you look at texture, you can do a grab, sorry, you can do a GrabDoc on depth. Mm -hmm. So you get your ID and you get your uh, your height map Perfect. in the same texture. Yeah. It seems is very useful, but in fact it isn't because uh, ZBrush uh, store the eight map in eight bits, ah. and you need the sixteen bits to get something very uh, very clean. 
And I guess you already saw uh, what happens when you use a bit in ZBrush. It's very dirty and noisy, and you have these uh, little stairs appearing. Yeah. It's the same things in uh, Substance Designer. So this is why it's very important to go by the alpha grab doc to uh, benefit of the 16 bits. Got it. You know? Yeah. And then export. You have, uh, I have my little uh, export folder on PSD. It's okay. Yeah. And then we are. And I can change. Oh, I can do it directly if you want because uh, my uh, substance is ready. So maybe I can move a stone just to show you. Oh, uh, maybe really? I can move this one. Yeah. This way, like you're doing uh, something. Um, I'm doing something very dirty, you know. Yeah. Just to to show. Uh, yes, like this. Have, it's funny because I have masking on my bricks. Yes. So I, I think I did something totally terrible and dirty, and we'll see the um, the consequences. So I get the color ID, I get the eight map. So yeah. I'm seeing the difference here. I export them, export the eight, export the ID, and mm -hmm. then let's go back to substance. And I'm having his, it's computing. Yep. Uh, it's, it's still computing. And were you saying that that height map, or sorry, the ID map at 8-bit is okay or not okay? Sorry? The the ID map out of um, uh, uh, ZBrush. Is the ID at 8-bit okay or not okay? Uh, for ID, no, it's okay. It's just, it's just about colors, so no, no problem with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah so oh, wow. <laughs> it's totally, totally fucked. Uh, I guess, uh, um, yes, it's because the way I'm adding the, the joints. Yeah. Uh, I just have to to tweak the, uh, the offset here, and it becomes okay. No, and I um, I see the blocks I moved. Yeah, yeah I, I have I had an artifact. Yes, because uh, when I was moving my uh, my stones, I had uh, um, a curvature masking, and I forgot to to, to disable it. So this is why I'm having this uh, weird issue on uh, substance. Yeah. If I go back with the material, yes, you you can see. Uh, the terrible things I, I did in the brush. So <laughs> sorry for that. Yeah, no, that's great. I love this as an exercise too, man. I can't stress that enough. That's such a beautiful idea. So when you've got this, and this is tileable, um, and what have you modified in substance? Because it looks, you know, looks like you got a lot of nodes there. Not so much. Not so much. Not in so fact, much, he says, uh, with uh, no, 34 no. nodes. <laughs> It's funny because, um, in fact, very simple things uh, do lots of nodes. Like I can try to do something with you, like um, a pattern. So, um, you know, I, I did a, a pattern uh, recently from, um, from a material I yeah. saw during a voyage in Roma. I can show you directly. I, I saw a question on the chat about low-poly in ZBrush, but in fact, you do not need any low-poly because the low-poly is about baking, mm -hmm. and the baking, you just about to plane. So just a grab doc, 
it's fine, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's great. Yeah, so Vipatan in question is, uh, no, no, you do not need it. The, the plan is just for the, um, the frame, you know, to frame the view on uh, your work because you put each stones on uh, each corner of the plane. You know, it's it just um, something to, um, a, a reference, you know, a reference of the texture space. You know, where is uh, the eye corner, where is the left corner, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's just mm -hmm. a reference, so you do not use it for your final texture. So, as I said, uh, I did this quick texture. Uh, yeah, so the pattern is these things, you know. This is from a, a photo I took uh, in Roma. And in fact, it isn't that complicated to achieve. It just takes time. You need uh, to um, to analyze first uh, the shapes, you know, uh, to start with the complex, um, sorry, you have to split each problems into smaller problems that are easier to solve, you know, like, uh, I don't know, those uh, little patch, you know, uh, which looks like uh, buttons. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very easy to do, to achieve looks. I have to start with a shape. It's one of the main, um, more use, used um, nodes, you know, the, the shapes one. Here you can select uh, the shape you want. You have a collection of very uh, simple shapes. Yeah. And personally, personally, I, I work with the cone. You will see why. Because if you want to achieve uh, this circle, you know, this uh, black uh, band, mm -hmm. you can do it by using a disc, reducing the size of this disc, removing the tiling of the nodes. So I go in tiling mode and I disable it, no tiling. And then I do um, a math, you know, this shape minus uh, these shapes and I get my results, you know? So I put a blend and then I subtract the, the shape. And now I'm having my, uh, you know, uh, my bond, mm -hmm. but I um, Easier way to achieve that, I can use a cone here, and I can use a histogram select. Mm, like awesome, this. like a ramp. And then yeah. by adjusting the contrast, yep. I can have a nice circle, and I can move, you know, the position directly. Mm -hmm. And I can. And what is interesting is I keep um, a regular uh, width on my band, you know, yeah. because this way very hard you know to adjust the size of the circle on keeping the white you know but this way it's very very easier so i do the first um, a first uh, torus now i do a second one which is smaller so i just have to adjust the range this way now i can combine them together like this since I want to keep uh, the white, the white part of each image, I can use the screen mode, the screen blending mode here. Okay. Now I'm seeing that uh, the second circle is uh, too close to the first one, so I can adjust the position very easily. 
hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. And now uh, I can add uh, the little buttons in the inside. Yeah, there, there are four, uh, four things. So, um, well, maybe, maybe this one, it's okay. So I have the first uh, little patch. I can, oh, I have a better idea. I can do it directly with a tile generator. Yeah, <laughs> in fact, it's like, um, you know, when you want to speak, you you make sentence. But when you want to make sentence, you have to learn words, you know? Uh, learning Substance Designer nodes is like learning new words, new grammar uh, tools to uh, achieve a sentence. So a circle, two by two. And normally, yeah, can adjust the scale, and there we are, you know, just with one uh, one node, and then I can put them inside uh, the little things I did here, and again with a screen mode. As you see, uh, the those little circles are too fat, so I can adjust them with a translate, and I can reduce their size this way. As you see, we still have uh, tiling, so I disable it this way. And there we are. We have something close to uh, what I did uh, here uh, at first, you know. And as you see, let me move them. I'm having like uh, six nodes just to achieve uh, these things. So very quickly, you are getting a very big graph. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you so much, Jeffrey, for uh, taking the time out and for, for giving that much information and feedback and um, really appreciate that. I'm very, I'm very sorry for my bad English. Oh, not at all. <laughs> I'm accustomed uh, to, to these things. Uh, so no, thank you so much for being patient with me. Absolutely. You've been more than generous. So thank you guys for joining and for being part of this and for asking questions. And uh, we'll get the replay of this up into the um, into the network shortly. If you guys have any questions, leave a comment down below this video. And you guys know the drill. I'd love to know. Yeah, yeah go for it, Jeffrey. And if people want to contact me, they can reach me by this email or they can also add me on Facebook. And if they want, I uh, will be really, really happy to uh, give them uh, more detailed feedback. You know, because right now, uh, with my, uh, <laughs> as I said, with my language, uh, maybe it wasn't clear enough. But uh, if, if they just spend some time to contact me by email, uh, I would spend uh, the time needed to, to give them feedbacks. So that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, take that up, guys. I know a lot of times people say that, and I know that people don't follow up, but that's how you grow. You know, you got to you gotta learn from the people that have been there before. <laughs> Thanks, Jeffrey. All right, guys, take care. Have a great one. Have a good lunch. Have a good uh, dinner wherever you are. And, uh, Jeffrey, man, take care, uh, and um, I will, uh, I'll send you a link to this when we get it up on the podcast page. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your invitation, and uh, I wish you spent some good time with me. All right. Well, take care. It's great to meet you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good day.
All right, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I wanna ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.